Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and this is episode 55. Is what you're watching killing you? Is what you're watching killing you? Uh, here's some phrases that kind of go along with the topic for today. I don't feel convicted. Or how about this one? Well, it's not changing me. So I don't, I don't think it's bad. I don't think God cares because I don't feel any different. It's, I'm not acting any different. Have you ever heard or maybe you've even said something like that? Well, we're going to be talking about that today. I believe that what we take in absolutely matters. And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this issue in today's episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please continue to share the podcast if it impacts you. And also leave us a, a review on Apple or a rating on Apple or Spotify, you know, between one and five stars, whatever you think that this podcast deserves. When you guys do all of those things, including sharing it, it helps us reach more people and we're reaching a lot of people. Now, if you didn't know, the Overcomers Discipleship School, the first one is coming up in just a couple of weeks, July 10th, it kicks off. You can apply at shanewinnings.com. You can find out more information. We're going to be diving into identity, gifts of the spirit, and prayer and fasting. It only takes five minutes to apply, and we have more slots available. This school will be online through Zoom. Uh, in the future, it will be in person. So I'm really excited uh, for everyone who has signed up. So please check that out. And finally, guys, if you appreciate what we're doing, uh, we do need more partners. We are looking for people who are willing to commit $1 a day or $30 a month to support this podcast and to support our ministry. Everything we do is literally funded uh, by people like you. Uh, we don't we don't make income off of any company or organization or anything like that. My organization, Overcomers, which if you can see, we got some new merch in. Check the shirts out. They're pretty sweet. Uh, you can get them at shanewinnings.com. Tons of colors, tons of styles, but all of that just goes right back to the organization to support what we're doing, traveling, preaching, equipping the body, across the globe. So thank you so much as you partner with us. And make sure you send me a DM on Instagram if you sign up, because I want you to be on the monthly donor Zoom, and we've got one coming up this weekend. Would love to see you there. Okay, let's get into this. Is what you're watching killing you? We're going to be talking about the eye for a minute. Matthew 5, 29 says this. If your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body, than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Now, what is Jesus saying? Does he actually want you to tear your eye out? No, but he is making a statement. It's just like these, these extreme statements he made to make a point, like, uh, if you love me, you must hate your parents, right? He's not saying you need to hate your parents. He's making a contrast, a comparison, that there will be no comparison uh, the love for a human versus the love for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, when he's talking about this, he's saying, if your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. So there is a, there's a, a point being made here of how crucial it is to, one, guard your eyes, but two, to not let any part of your body uh, pull you away from the Lord. And he seems to make this uh, connection here. He says it's better for you to lose a body part than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. So he's making a point that 
your eye causing you to stumble can actually lead to you being thrown into hell. And again, we know that God does not send people to hell. We send ourselves by rejecting him, whether it's through unbelief or disobedience. Uh, we inherit the wrath that is stored up against us because of sin. Um, so it's not like God is picking and choosing who goes to hell. He has actually sent his son so that we could be set free. And Jesus is here, and he is telling people how to avoid uh living a life that could earn you a place in hell, because the Bible does say the wages of sin is death. And if we are Christians, we will choose to live a life of righteousness, again, knowing that we could never become righteous in and of ourselves through our actions, but Jesus Christ has died on the cross. He's given us his righteousness. He's taken away our sin, and that should make us want to live holy, pure, and righteous, people of integrity. Amen? And so Jesus is saying this, do not let your body cause you to stumble in such a way that you could potentially fall away. I mean, he's making a comparison here. He's like, cut your eye out, remove it, tear it out. It would be better for you to live this temporal life with a disability than to go into hell. That should be a wake-up call for all of us. We don't want to live in hell. We don't want to go there for eternity. I mean, I don't think anybody does. Um, the only people who think hell is fun believe that it's going to be a party, they're going to rule and reign with the devil, and that's totally not what's going to happen. The enemy will be uh, thrown into the lake of fire along with hell and Hades, and he will be tormented forever, and all of those who have chosen to follow along with him. And so Jesus is saying, look, if you've got an issue with your eye or with a body part, you need to get it under control. He then says this just one chapter later. This is all in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 6, 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. I've preached on this so many times because it says if your eye is single and it's fixed on light, then your whole body is flooded with light. But if it is fixed on darkness then the light within you is actually darkness. And it says, how great is that darkness? You know what it's like when you take your eyes off of the Lord and you fix them on something uh, other than Him. Usually it's something um, negative. You know, maybe you, you're in a horrible situation and you, you're so fixated on that situation that you become depressed and anxious and out of control and you might even have thoughts about not wanting to be here anymore. It's incredible how you can go from such a high in life to a place where you want to be dead. And the Bible makes it clear that it has to do with what your eye is fixed on. And our eyes are meant to behold Jesus Christ, who is the, the Lamb of God, who is the light of the world. And that light is meant to, to live and dwell inside of us. This is key because um, when we're talking about the eyes, you know, finally David says in the Psalms 101.3, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. There is a principle that I've talked about before. You become what you behold. And we are meant to behold Jesus. Colossians 3 talks about this, uh, Christ being our life. Like we are meant to set our eyes and our mind and fix our thoughts and everything on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We are meant to look at him, and as we look at him, the Bible talks about us being transformed into that same image. 
being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. It is what he paid for. But when we do not fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, we begin to behold the things of the world. You know, Jesus said it's not what you eat that defiles you. And the disciples, I believe, were asking him about that. There is a spiritual aspect to what we take in. And he's saying the the things that come out of your heart, that's going to defile you. Now, how does something get in there? You allow it. I can guarantee you this, and really this episode is for, um, you know, the, the maybe carnal Christians or Christians who justify, you know, watching things that they probably should not or definitely should not, listening to music they shouldn't. Music applies as well. But really we're talking about like shows and movies and things like that. I will guarantee you these next couple of things. There is a numbing that takes place. As you watch something that you either should be convicted of, or maybe you're not because of your level of faith, your, your maturity or immaturity in the faith, or your willingness to hear God speak, I mean, you fill in the blank, but if you are watching something that you shouldn't, what's going to happen is there's going to be a numbing that takes place. And so you might say to your friends, and you might genuinely mean it, hey, I can watch this show that has sexual jokes in it. It's not doing anything to me. I don't feel any different. I still love God. I still read my Bible. I still attend church. I still serve at church. I still pray for the sick. I still preach. And all of those things might be true. But when you go against living a life of absolute purity and integrity, and listen, this is for all of us. We are all constantly, uh, we should be in this place of, of asking God to prune us and pruning ourselves constantly examining ourselves as Peter talks about and looking to see if there's anything that else that we should give to the Lord. And when we live in any type of way that goes against absolute integrity, what we are doing is we are numbing ourselves. Now the Bible talks about it's the little foxes that ruin it. It's the, it's the little bit of leaven Jesus even went as far as to say, just a little leaven could, could leaven 60 pounds of dough. I mean, that's an absurd amount of dough. Why did he say that? He's making a point. It does not take much for it to seep into everything. Guys, please take heed to what I'm saying. As I get ready to wrap up this episode, I will encourage you, I promise, but I wanted this to be quick and effective. If you are watching or listening or in any way taking in something that is against purity, I'm talking about shows with little, they've got sexual jokes. And, you know, if you were to watch it with, I don't even want to say your pastor because I don't know. I I used to watch stuff like this with pastors. Think about the most holy person, you know, because for some people, for some reason, it's hard to imagine Jesus sitting next to you. So imagine someone you really look up to in the faith who's like a pure, holy person. Now imagine sitting next to that person and like watching a show that had a filthy joke in it. How uncomfortable would you feel? I mean, I'm thinking about sitting in front of my pastor right now and and watching a show that has a filthy joke and that would just make me feel horrible. I would be like, oh, this is so awkward. It would be even more awkward If before the show came on, I said, man, pastor, I love this show. I can't wait for you to see it. This is the best episode. And then it's just filled with all these 
sexually charged jokes and jokes at other people's expense. I mean, just stuff that's bad. Or worse, you know, what if it was something, what if, what if you like a show like the Game of Thrones? You going to invite your pastor over to watch that one? How do you feel when your pastor and his wife come over and you watch Game of Thrones and it's got all that soft core pornography? Guys, I'm just being real. You see, you can get to a place where you think that that's okay. And you don't think that it's a big deal. And you begin to justify it. And you even say things like, well, the Bible has stuff in it. Yeah, the Bible doesn't have pornographic content in it. And it isn't meant to uh, glorify carnal sexuality. People begin to use these arguments when the numbing has already taken place. And some of you might relate to what I'm saying. As you begin to take this stuff in, maybe it's even music. So easy to listen to music. Maybe you got born again, but you're listening to music from back in the day, and it, you start to feel a certain way again. It's because it's spiritual, man. Like the, the, the spiritual realm is so real. All of a sudden, there's a numbing that takes place to temptation or sin. There's also a numbing that takes place to the voice of God because maybe he's speaking to you, telling you to turn it off or change it, or he's, he's showing you by the way you feel, hey, this is not what it feels like to be in the presence of God, but you continue anyways, there's a numbing. What happens? You begin to live even more sensually, just bit by bit, and other issues will arise. Who can relate to this? Here's how to break it off. Number one, you've got to recognize it. And in order to recognize this, you've got to be real. You've got to examine the stuff that you're taking in, and you've got to weigh it against the Word and say, man, is this... Is this holy? Is this righteous? Is this something I'd want to watch in front of Jesus if I can't picture him in front of my pastor or the the most respected pastor I can think of or whoever? You got to recognize. Second, just repent. Repent is when the light bulb comes on and you go, Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I so see how this is not what I should be watching, listening to, whatever. God, thanks for showing me this by your Spirit. Thanks that you're not condemning me. Thanks for revealing this to me, Lord. And now that I see it, I'm repenting. Repent means to turn away, to change your mind, to live a way you haven't lived before, think a way you've never thought before. Father, thanks for showing me this. I am not going to watch this anymore. I have a conviction. I want to follow your voice. God, thanks for opening my eyes to this. Third, if this is a major issue for you, fast and pray. Go on a three-day water fast. Longer if you want to, but just start out Start out with three days. I'm telling you, if you are having an issue living sensually, you need to remove every bit of sensuality in your life, including eating. And there's so much biblical evidence for this. Um, if you need a, a book on fasting, $8 on Amazon, check out The Atomic Power of Fasting and Prayer by Franklin Hall. A three-day fast would break off many people's sensual living. Just a three-day fast of just seeking the Lord and not eating, just drinking water, praying instead of eating. Every time you'd eat a meal or a snack, you go pray. You give God your meal, and you receive the Word by faith, and you, you, you commune through prayer, and man, it's so powerful. I believe if you do these three things, it will help you break off living sensually. Amen? Hey, we're going to do a Q&A tomorrow 
on Instagram Live tomorrow evening. So make sure you follow me on Instagram at Shane.Winnings. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this episode. Um, and make sure, again, you like, share, rate, and review. Also, guys, my new book is available for pre-order. Check it out on Amazon. It's your next leap of faith. You want to find it easier than finding it on Amazon? Go to ShaneWinnings.com. Again, at ShaneWinnings.com, you can uh, partner with us monthly. Everything we do is donor-based, so please help support our ministry and our family. Two, you can buy some merch, tons of shirts, tons of colors. We've got hoodies. We've got hats ready to ship. I just ordered a ton of hats. We've got the Kingdom School coming up. You can find out more information. And we've got all kinds of links and resources and stuff like that. So, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.